welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 88. I am your host, Sigma. Welcome back. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Before I let you know who is joining me this week, real quick, we'll go over what our topics shall be. Uh, this this show will be a lot more uh, personal. Um, there's not ta- that much news, like the, the year has just turned over. Um, but uh, we've all come off of a pretty decent holiday break, I like to think. Like Christmas was on a Sunday, then New Year's was on a Sunday. So pretty much that whole week, I think most people weren't doing anything. Um, so I want to know from my guests uh, what they've been up to in terms of media, catching up on games, catching up on movies, TV, etc. cetera. Uh, but outside of that, I also want to know what they plan to do in games and media going forward. So like in the new year, like what are some gaming resolutions? This was a topic that we did have on Breakout over on The Escapist. But you know what? I'm going to steal it because it's a good one. And we have brand new faces here to talk about such things. Therefore, uh, we're, we're just going to take it. So deal with it, Nick. <laughs> um, outside, outside of that... Um, we also, there's some discourse that's been going on just before the holidays about The Last of Us HBO series, which is dropping very soon, I think January 15th. And uh, some stuff that the uh, one of the producers, Craig Mazin, was essentially calling it the greatest video game story ever told. Um, and we just want to get some opinions from, you know, you guys out in the chat and as well as my guests as to what their own opinions about that statement and maybe some other games that are in the running for greatest game story ever told. And here to talk to me about these topics today, Rachel Kayser. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. The Fat Stacks. What's going on, everybody? And as a brand new guest, hopefully uh, for the first time, but hopefully not the last time, Honey Money's joining us today. <laughs> yeah, hopefully <laughs> Honey, many for since you, it's your first show, and maybe there are some folks who aren't familiar with you, even though you're a regular in our chats. Uh, real quick, just let some folks know um, kind of is what you do on the internet. Uh, well, I'm a mod, well, part, I should part-time mod at the Escapist, and I stream. I stream a lot. I stream Monday through Friday. So, and I've been known to stream for many, many hours in a row. Oh my God, so many hours! <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Like, all right, yeah, nice. Okay. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Honey content is great. Uh, we'll be plugging everything at the end as well, so make sure you're following her if you're not already. Uh, but we'll jump right into our first topic, which is what you've been playing, what you've been watching, but I put in parentheses holiday edition. Uh, we'll, we'll try not to make this go super long, because I know we had a whole week to play and watch stuff, but just, uh, I guess, what are the, the things that you really wanted to get to over the holiday break and you maybe got a chance to, or... Anything else that just kind of springs to mind that you were able to do during the break? Feel free to talk about just your vacation in general, and not necessarily the games and TV you watched, if you like. Anybody want to go first? What vacation? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Rachel, you you didn't go on vacation. <laughs> I had a couple of days off, and then I spent like the entire last week of the year compiling my ranking list. Okay. Oh, so you were just working? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know where you guys get this idea that we get holiday break. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, like we legit got a full week off. Like at like at Ubisoft, like we legit were just no work from anyone anywhere. Like we set a bunch of posts to schedule for social media and that was it. And then the escapist, like Nick literally was like, okay, this last week up until like the 23rd, we'll do like some streams here or there. And then after like Christmas, we're not doing nothing for like that whole week. And it was great. <laughs> well, to be fair, a lot of the stuff that I put out was just um, like some year end lists and the ranking list mm-hmm. just en- ended up taking a lot longer. So it wasn't. But I, but again, it was that whole situation of like, what, what do you mean? What's this break concept you t- you're talking about? I spent that whole week compiling my list. So it was mostly just like replaying some games 
and mm-hmm. uh, you know, catching up on others to make sure like I had my opinions in order. So, I mean, I could tell you, but it's a pretty long list of what I was playing the last week of the year. Okay, so you had like a bunch of stuff still in your backlog that you were trying to knock out just before not really the end. backlog it's um mostly just trying to like go over like games i played earlier in the year like you know like, so you were replaying games uh, yeah i mean replaying makes it sound like i played them for a long period of time but it was mostly just a refresher so okay. like dying light 2 and arceus and uh you know all those I, games I that came out that came out last year dying light I, 2 so yeah it's like oh my god so long ago yeah it's like because yeah i needed a refresher on the stuff that came out super early in the year so that's mostly mm-hmm. what i was doing the last week of the year still a lot of games from last year i didn't get a chance to play which was which made me sad okay so with you uh trying to cram in all this last minute uh game ranking stuff so you didn't get a chance to like play anything that you wanted to play like even over uh like the weekends after like the, that holiday break week mm, i guess um probably i guess midnight suns would probably be the game that um i played that was like the one i the one i actually i mean i would have played it anyway just because but it was the mm-hmm. game that i played that i actually wanted to be playing instead of just okay, for the nice. ranking list so i actually I, I did like midnight suns it's the only <laughs> a lot of games out there and we're gonna this is gonna come up later i think when we talk about the last of us there are a lot of games out there that i play i love the story i could honestly give or take the gameplay midnight suns is the first game in a very long time where i could give or take the story i skip all those bits i just love the gameplay so much really okay i never thought i'd say this but i would rather be out there in the field kicking ass than flirting with wolverine oh no <laughs> <laughs> Did he say something wrong? Like, how, how can you make things better? I mean, it's just, it's so cringe, for lack of a I mean, I'm just playing that entire, like, oh, I don't know why. I, I don't really want to role play the fantasy, like, Marvel dormitory aspect of it, particularly because there's a lot of these heroes. I'm like, don't you all have other things you should be doing right now? Why are you all just living in my house? I mean, when you hero for a living, it probably gets lonely at night. That's true. <laughs> who, who else are you going to talk to other than the heroes who, uh, you know, live in the the weird college dorm room with you? That and also, actually, I played more of Pokemon Violet. So that was, those were like my December, like late end of the year games that I was playing just for the fun of it, as opposed to like, you know, for the ranking. So again, Pokemon, well, it probably suffered, Pokemon Violet probably suffered because it was released in the same year as Arceus. And I was also replaying some of Arceus where, you know, your adorable character is a fierce and hardened monster monster hunter. And then to go back to a game (laughs) where you're basically the same character, but you're a student. And I'm like, no, I want to go back to playing my monster hunter Pokemon game. I'm tired. (laughs) Although I I did enjoy the part where I meet my legendary Pokemon and, uh, uh, you know, recruit their help by feeding them a sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> those games are insane i it's one of those things where i was just playing that i was like no this isn't like i'm not just meeting the legendary pokemon on the beach am i <laughs> we're not just getting to know each other but yeah so that's what i that's what i got up to it was it was that was the relaxed part of my last week of the year okay glad to hear it um all right we can uh move on to another guest anyone else have stuff they want to share if they did indeed take a break of some sort? I'm the OP answer, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Honey Money took a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... Um, right, so what I, did you get up to? Yeah, I didn't... Um, since I went to my dad's, and there's he does not have... He has he doesn't have a working computer. There's just nothing. 
like he's almost 80 so there's just nothing there oh, so okay. i did i did not watch anything specific but just talking about what i finished you know bleach finished the season one bleach finished chainsaw man finished awesome. so I, watched yeah, I just watched the ending of that last night chainsaw man yeah yeah it starts real dumb real dumb <laughs> his, his mode is so dumb and i'm like mm, okay but you know it looks great i like like it and I keep watching, and it just grows on you. Like, the, mm-hmm. it just gets better and better and better for each, each episode. So that's great. Bleach did... I cried when I watched the first episode, because I missed it so much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Katie. What is that face? What is no, that I'm like, face? I, I didn't know... I, like, I love Bleach as well. <laughs> I didn't know it was that deep that folks were, like, in tears. Like, uh, Superman Jeff, who's a, a, one of my best friends and is a regular guest on this show... He he has a bleach tattoo on Ooh. him. Like he loves bleach. Like he loves Ichigo. Ichigo is like his role model for some reason. I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> I I can't imagine him crying at the show coming back. Like because I know he missed it for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's that's super interesting. Like so, why why is bleach so important to you then? Like is it like a, one of those animes that you like grew up? Was it like one of your starter anime or something like that? Mm, I not really because I've been watching anime no. since I was okay. like a, a child. Child really, but uh-huh. it. I think it stayed with me for so long. It was a routine because it's a, it was such a long anime. You didn't know when it was gonna end, so you just kept uh-huh. watching. It's because I watched it and Naruto at the same time. And Naruto, I'm just like, I fell off some sometime in Shippuden because I just I can't I can't more Naruto. I'm sorry. <laughs> I it, it's it's it, I can't like Bleach. Bleach feels like more grown up to me. Naruto in Shippuden definitely got more grown up, but. Mm-hmm. Bleach, but Bleach, and they did. They both have the shenanigans of like fillers and stuff like that. But I preferred Bleach every time. But I think why okay. I cry is just like I just I didn't realize myself how much I missed it. And they start out with you know the big fight and the song like the one that's really iconic. And I was like, oh like, my like god, theme song. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just <laughs> I just cried. But I will say, <laughs> it was great. The animation, I think, it's episode. Six was so good. I was I was floored. You know, I put it in Slack because I was my mind was blown. It was anime movie budget animation. I thought it was amazing. And then like overall, it looks really good. It, they have a lot of like shading and lines and stuff. But um, they definitely did the bleach shenanigans, shenanigans <laughs> at the end. And I'm just like, okay, we're doing this again. And it just ends there. Uh, and I'm okay. like, okay, because the end was worse in the beginning for sure so i'm just like yeah i'm just like oh we're doing this again like because i like because the original show uh kind of got canceled like it never really finished this story um i went and started reading the manga from that point forward so i know a lot of what happens in this which i usually Mm. don't because i don't like to read manga (laughs) i prefer to just watch it anime same um so i'm glad that the first season's over now because i can jump right into it yeah um but Based on what I was reading, like, I was really into it. Like, I think the story does take, like, I can't remember all the specifics, but if the end of this season is on a downer, um, I, I still know that there are probably, like, big highlights to come. So, like, I'm still kind of, like, excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll watch to the end of this season. Um, no, I'll probably watch it next. I was going to start um, Spy Family, but, like, since Bleach is over, like, I'll just jump right into that. Yeah, so Spy Family is so funny. Easy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but I'll, I'll, Put it to the side, and I will finish Bleach first. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's short. You you go through it. Um, 
And also, I did watch the first episode of Trigun Stampede yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm so, I can't. You don't it, like it? No, but it's it's a 3D. It it just like it. Yeah, I, it. I hate it. I I saw like some folks were posting like clips from the the first episode online. Yeah. It looks really good though. Like it, it is 3D. It's 3D mm. model, but like it looks good. Like it looks like um. I'm trying to. Like maybe a a, t- a slightly bit more saturated Genshin Impact, like that level of quality 3D, uh, like set pieces. Like if you've seen like the mm. cutscenes or whatever in Genshin Impact, yeah, that's the vibe I got seeing that that trailer. So like I I'm not like a hater of 3D. Mm. I know some some of these animes, these new animes can look real real janky. Yeah, but that one actually looks like they were trying to avoid the jank in others. Like it, it's very stylized. Yeah, but you're still not for it. Yeah, I I. The tree, it looks good, but it's still like you notice as like they're trying, they're just moving their heads or they're walking, and it feels laggy. And then when a mm-hmm. fast-paced action scenes happen, everything's fluid, everything moves great, it looks fantastic. But then I just like get cut out of that as soon as they're just like standing there and like moving around a little okay. bit. So it, I just can't. Like I pr- can probably get used to it, but I'm not sure I want to, to be honest. Like, it's an alternate story from original Trigon, from what I understand, so I don't really... It's not that important to me. Like, I have the original, in, and it was good. I would think it'd be more interesting, then, to, to see how they change it, if you know that it's going to be a slightly different story than the one you know. But I'm very happy with the old one. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I mean, it's still, It still exists, you know? Yeah. Like, you can still... No, no, so, no, I mean, of course. Th- that's fair. Um, I, I, had, I had a similar uh, reaction to Ghost in the Shell 2045. Oh, on Netflix, because that has actually ugly 3D animation. Like, oh. you, there's no way getting around it. Like, it does not look great. Yeah. But, um, and the first episode also kind of isn't great when they reintroduce all those characters you love. But over time, uh, the story gets a lot better. The action is very good. And you kind of just forget that some of these character models look a little wonky. <laughs> like, you do get used to it. Yeah, but that's, I, I'm not sure I want to have to get used to something. That is <laughs> the issue. Fair. Like, I want to, like, this is great. And like, it's such an anticipated show and, mm-hmm. like, such a beloved kind of anime classic that it makes me want, like, this has to be real good. It has to click. Like, I'm, I would be forgiving if it's, because I didn't know it was going to be only 3D. I thought it was going to be, you know, sprinkled in like they do in mm-hmm. Almost every anime nowadays feels like, yeah, yeah. and that's fine to me because it works well in fast-paced action settings because that's typically when they do it, or like background people walking, so it looks real jank, but it's fine. Um, but this is just everything's three D. It is. It does look better, I would say, than most anime three D I've seen, but it's still not there for me yet because it's it's just the like subtle movements that look so unnatural it just takes me out of it and i'm like oh well um also what did put me out as soon as vash started speaking i was like uh-huh. oh no it's that guy because don't give it it's a good voice actor but it's bell cranel from damachi or pickup girls in the dungeon and you he, 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 he yeah and you can only hear that i cannot unhear it so i'm just like this doesn't feel right this feels wrong but it was like um, you know, and he does Kirito and sort of like, it's like, I, I can't unhear that it's Belcrano. To, it, to be honest, ugh. the original, like, I don't know the name of the voice actor, but the original mm. Vash, I remember 
Well, I guess you're watching it in you're watching like the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, so, so never mind. Because I'm thinking of the the English voice actor. Because mm-hmm. his voice was always uh kind of a lot higher pitched than you would think when you look at like the character mm-hmm. just on paper or what whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me kind of like how how Goku is like supposed to be this big strong guy, but he has this kind of very high pitched. Even in the English dub, which I think is a lot, the English Goku voice is a lot better than the Japanese Goku voice. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I apologize. But like his voice is high in general, like Goku. So I, I got the same vibe from that. So like it, it would make sense for like a voice actor who plays a lot of these kind of teenage characters to do mm. Vash if that's kind of, if his English voice actor was kind of similar. It kind of makes sense in my brain. Because mm. I, I went back and, and watched clips of the original Japanese voice actor and it is, it is definitely different. So mm-hmm. I was like, because as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, that's not the same voice actor. And I, not that I remember, but I'm like, he doesn't sound, he's not that high pitch. He doesn't sound that and i'm like that's also that guy from danmachi and i'm like i i can't unsee this unhear this now i just like bell crown i was like no <laughs> so it that also put me off and i don't i like the voice actor it's just like he's so for me he's very much bell because he he that i'm not sure he can do other voices he's one of those voice actors he sounds the same every time it's the same like yeah um yeah. There's several Japanese voice actors that have that. The same with uh, the guy who plays. Oh my god, I lost his name. But Full Metal Alchemist, the uh, the younger brother, right, Alphonse? No, the the older. Oh, uh, Edward. Oh, Edward. Edward, thank you. Yeah, and he's the same. He's one of the captains in Bleach, so you always hear it. You know, mm-hmm. it's always him. I think it's that, or uh, in like One Piece characters, like you can always tell certain voice actors, and I just can't unsee Bell Cranel whenever I hear Bash. I'm just like, this is not for me. I mean, that's so sort of a compliment. Piece. Like he, he, he's so good as Bell. Like it's just spilling over into, <laughs> to everything else in your brain. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's both good and bad, in a way. Yeah. But uh, but that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if. Uh, the, if it's too different, like especially since it is like a remake mm. in a way of a of a fan favorite, if it's too different, I can definitely see why it would rub people the wrong way. Mm. Uh, but I still want to check it out, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, go it for it. Great for the stuff I see. It's, yeah. Uh, okay, does that uh, wrap stuff up for you? Well, the only other thing, which is like a you know non non anime, is I uh-huh. I watch the menu. And that, right, okay. I really like that movie. It is definitely artsy, uh, in, but it it's incredibly. You have no idea what to expect. And then something shocking just ha- like they really just like go from this. It's very calm to chaos, and I can uh-huh. like that. I like that vibe. Okay, but, yeah. Apparently, uh, I assumed it was about cannibalism, like. The trailer made it seem like mm. uh, a bunch of rich people pay for some crazy dining experience. Mm. Uh, Ray Fine puts them on an island, and then he decides, "Oh, I'm going to hunt you and cook you." <laughs> like that's what I thought the movie was. Apparently, that's not it. No, no, and that's what I thought <laughs> like, as well. All? And yeah, that, yeah. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I intrigued. thought You're as like, well. So what the hell is this movie? Oh yeah, no, no, you should watch it, and you should definitely go into it not knowing anything. But it's just like okay. this couple you don't know their relationship goes to this island to this like fancy fancy restaurant with this famous chef has it there, and with several other people like people who are rich or food critics or an actor is there and stuff like that, and then chaos happens after a while. 
That's okay. it. You don't need to know more, I think. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to check it out now. Mm. Uh, all right. Um, Fast X, you got stuff you want to share? Yeah, well, for me, I've been off for two weeks. <laughs> so today's my day. I go, <laughs> I go back to work on uh, on Monday. So, yeah. We have a nice spectrum here of folks who <laughs> had a vacation uh, had no vacation. Well, my career is a little different. So I work for the government. So when mm-hmm. I decide to take oh, off yeah, for they a take, while, They take days off. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone, gone. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've, well, I've been off since like the 21st. But I do yeah. this every time. I do this every time at this point, this point of the year, because you know my son has he's off for winter break, and I just decide to yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't really yeah. go anywhere, but as long as I'm not at work, I'm satisfied. So yeah, but yeah, I, I spent my um my time kind of working on you know my anime store and all that. So right. clean the house. Um. Did some inventory and all that, so, and then got caught up on the anime stuff. So I haven't. Um, as Honeymoon was talking about, it's interesting because I look at Berserk in the same way. When they redid Berserk, the second part of it, I was like, ah, because I have the original DVDs of all those, Mm -hmm. so I'm so used to seeing it in a certain way. And you're like, uh. I'm just, I just like the original. Same thing with Trigun because after I've seen, I haven't seen the new one yet, but like I've watched because I have the original DVDs and I've seen them. So, you know what I mean? It's like, well, we'll see what this looks like. So, yeah. but I, I pretty much spent my time kind of catching up on a lot of uh, anime stuff. Chainsaw Man, like she was mm-hmm. saying. Um, what else did I watch? Spy Family was another one that I thought that was pretty good. Some people don't. I, Particularly, oh, I love Spy laugh. Family. I laugh. Yeah, I only heard good things yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I, to me, I think it's uh, pretty funny. So, um, it's one of those wholesome kind of mix in the pot family deals. You know what I mean? So, if you haven't seen it yet, it's definitely I would recommend seeing it. So, um, what what else have I seen? Uh, finally finished watching Overlord. That was another one. Um, uh, what season is that on now? Yeah, uh, four, I think. Because that's yeah, that's been out for seasons. a while now. <laughs> so many seasons to me of Overlord. Overlord is like one of those. Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps going. Like, are, are you like enjoying it, or it's like oh, you've invested this much time, so now you kind of just have to see it through? Well, I, I do enjoy it. But like I said, I've seen so much anime, like a lot of times things start. I'll give you an example, like the whole reincarnation theme. I can't tell you how many. Oh, man. Like like, being overdone. Yeah. Right now. It's like the whole reincarnation stuff. And it's like, uh, all right. So a lot of the times, you know, I just try to kind of absorb. Okay, try to differentiate between them sometimes. But like you said, it the theme is so overdone. But Overlord is a little interesting, though. You know, I like the I like the setup. Um, I kind of wish Log Horizon it would come back and redo Log Horizon because that was another one that I liked. Um, if you like Sao Sword Art Online, uh, Log Horizon is something similar. Yeah, that's one of the OG uh, trapped in a game animes or whatever, right? Yeah, and Log Horizon is pretty good in my opinion. So, 
but I, I just hope they kind of, because it kind of, the way they ended it, it's like, all right, kind of like Hunter Hunter with the cliffhanger, like he could have gone. Obviously, mm-hmm. we already know what's going on with Hunter Hunter, so, but, yeah, so I've just been trying to catch up with a lot of the anime that I've been kind of like, I've watched, and then it's like, I've left a few episodes on the tail end. It's like, all right, when I get time, I'll just finish it. <laughs> I'll finish everybody <laughs> up all at one time. So, um, yeah, two weeks is a good amount of time to like catch up on a ton of stuff. So, yeah, and no, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> so, with all that, um, other than that, that's just pretty much, and I've, uh, I was kind of sad when Bless Unleashed kind of left. So when they shut down the servers in November, they shut the servers down. Yeah, they they shut it down November thirtieth. Not enough uh, participation. How long did you know that that was uh, gonna happen? Because you've been playing a lot of like you're like the only person I know who's playing Blessing. Yeah, I was I was playing it for <laughs> since it dropped for quite yeah. Um, I don't know what it like, is. What, it's uh, just it's, it's just an yeah, MMO. Man. All oh. it is, yeah, it's um just like any other MMO with different classes and stuff. Um, dungeon runs and all that but i thought it had potential but i guess not but um the the premise of it you know is just like anything else it's just a matter of if you have the the support behind it and i guess it didn't mm. and it shut down november 30th so dang but you know i was like man so I went back to PSO new genesis yeah i saw you streaming some uh new genesis like how are you liking that cuz I, actually, I, I I was very I was highly anticipating that game, but when it dropped, it was like a pe- I was hearing that there wasn't a ton of stuff to do in it yet. So I was like, you know what? I'll wait. They'll throw expansions in it. Well, like, have, like how much game is there now? Well, I played the original PSO when it dropped on Xbox when it came. Right. And yeah, then yeah, we yeah, and that was everybody stayed up for that one. I think I did like seventeen hours on that when it came out. So we're just, of course, like when it dropped, you know, it has a little story, little pieces here and there. And then when it converted into New Genesis, mm-hmm. um, I just stayed on New Genesis because you can actually go back to PS. I don't know why would you? But yeah, like that that game is several years old. I, I think it might be like 10 years old at this point. Yeah. But now with New Genesis, um, I just actually I just finished the storyline like a couple days ago. So. And to me, it's like eh, everything else. But I do like the fact that with all the class, they just came out with another class not too long ago. So the storyline is a new class or is it like a returning class from the the older version of the game? I think it might be. I want to say it's a returning class, but man, it's like differentiating from. uh, I forgot what it's called, but. There's just so many classes like you can do and mix yeah, there's, match. There's it, a lot of classes in that yeah, game now. There's so many ways you can play the game. There is no one way to play the game, which I do like games like that because then you're not stuck in some type of, you know, usually when you play MMO, it's there's a meta to it. Certain MMOs have metas to certain weapons. You get that's this, this, and that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to New Genesis, you know, a lot of the boss fights, a lot of the urgent quests you do with quite a few with uh quite a bit of people anyway like eight people and usually with the power scaling like you have to be at a certain power at a certain level anyway to get into those urgent quests so you just you just can't walk in 
like without being <laughs> geared pretty decent. So it makes sense. And it's not that difficult, to be honest with you. It's just kind of more how you want to play the game, in my opinion. But I'm the type of guy that that uh, I pay for the inventory. That's another thing about this game. Like any other MMO, there's microtransactions. But I just pay for the extra inventory because I'm a hoarder. <laughs> you know, if you pay MMOs and <laughs> I like to keep certain things all the time. And in this game, I'm glad I do, because when you go back, because you can actually when you switch classes, you can you start from zero, but all the equipment that you collect and stuff, you can, you know, you'll have it right then and there. So you just, mm-hmm. le- you know, you just go about your business leveling up all over again. So I personally like New Genesis. Um, like anything else, it does have its glitches. Every now and again, you'll get kicked off. You know, um, but fantasy well, like the servers. Yeah. So, oh, I did, they're like un, unstable. Not all the time, but every once in a while it'll happen. Um, it's definitely different because this has like concerts in there, like, and I'm oh, interested. Yeah, to they see. were they were doing that in the old one too. Yeah, they had like uh, weird like Vocaloid kind of like it, it was like in game characters giving concerts. It wasn't like uh, like how Fortnite gets like uh, giant or whatever. Ariana <laughs> yeah. Grande. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like in the lobby, they'll have like a concert with in-game characters like saying a song or whatever. And like uh, everyone is like spamming emotes and text bubbles everywhere. Like it's it's pretty funny, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they have. And I like that aspect because, of course, it just gives a, a different look to the characters themselves. So mm-hmm. um, but it'll be interesting to see how if they whatever characters they bring up down the line to do it because i remember i'm not mistaken when the original game dropped it had hatsune miku in there oh in the concert and because i said i saved this the 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 concerts on whenever they came up when i was playing i literally clipped them all to see if there was going to be like different characters every single time and how long do do they take to change it because it's been i and like I said, I don't know how long do they incorporate new songs or new players or whatever, but it's just something interesting to see the characters themselves and the songs. I think the songs are pretty decent, if you ask me. That's just me. Okay. And <laughs> like I don't remember them, so I'll just take this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to go back to, I was like, if retirement feels like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 trip back after the vacation requires like a second little mini vacation. I get it. Uh, so, but be another year before I'm off nice. again like this, so. Nice. Um as for me, um I I, I said this a couple of times already. I didn't get to actually play or catch up on any of my backlog really. Like I just fell right back into to smash. <laughs> Because uh, it's, it's just comfort food. Like, that's what we figured out. Like, like you get kind of paralyzed by all the choice. Like, there's so much that I could have gone and played, but nothing that's like true. that was screaming at me other than uh, Free and Smash. Because, like, I I want to get Ryu into into Elite Smash. And, like, I've just failed to do that for several months now. I don't know what it is. I like that character a lot. And I'm pretty decent with that character. But I I don't know. It's It's been a journey. Uh, but outside of that, um, also jumped in some... Um, back into some fire emblem three houses because i still not finished that game and every time i feel like oh i'm so close to the end if i put in like maybe another hour or two then i'll see the credits and like no 
because there's, there's, there's just so many hours in that game. Um, but outside of that, I was playing some Gunfire Reborn with some folks from uh, the Open Party Discord. Um, they Some of those guys are like really high level, so like they kind of took us all the way through all the dungeons. Like It took us like maybe two attempts, but we made it to the end of that game because they were like kind of uh, honestly carrying us through most of it. Um, and I, I like it. Like... I, I kind of didn't expect to. Like, I thought it'd be a lot more generic than it is. It is it's a fairly generic, uh, like, co-op roguelite FPS. But um, it does the thing that roguelites um, are good at, which is giving you a bunch of abilities that synergize with other abilities and then make you feel very, very strong. Yeah. So, like, as, as soon as you get this one thing, you're like, oh, if I just get this other thing, or you, you're... And you're constantly, like, almost every room has one to two extra things that get stacked onto your build. And so, like, you can pick and choose, but mostly if you just pick stuff up, you just get really, really strong. And the only thing that really holds you back is, like, maybe the weapons in your hand. And you can, you know, spend currency to level those up uh, and swap them out if you find better ones and stuff. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a really bite-sized, really fun experience, especially if you're, you know, with a group of friends who are also into that sort of thing. So, like, I really liked it. We played it yesterday night for game night as well because uh, Nick and Amy actually liked it when they played it uh, for a co-op stream uh, too. But um, unless other friends are like, hey, we want to play this, I probably won't go back to it. Like, it's not a thing that compels me to spend time with it solo. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Um, but outside of that, I watched a bunch of stuff, stuff that I can't remember for some reason. <laughs> uh, I, like, I know I watched um, Prey... Uh, which is the the Predator movie? Uh, yeah, it's good. I watched. Um, yeah, that was good. I like yeah. that quite a bit. Um, I watched Avatar too. <laughs> uh, I didn't like that movie that much. I I do think that the third act, like the ending sequence in that movie, was really really well done. Like that was the most exciting and most invested I was in what was happening on screen. But everything in the beginning, especially everything in the middle, all the stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but all the stuff with like the whale race in that movie in the middle. Like, the concept was, like, cool and, like, nice. That essentially is, like, oh, these are super intelligent creatures who are essentially uh, kind of, like, family members to these Water Navi characters. But, like, honestly, I could not bring myself to really actually care. Like, it was super boring. <laughs> did, you, did you really like the first one? Because it feels like no. if you like... No. Because it feels like the second one is kind of dependent on how much you like the first one. I haven't seen the second one. But I don't He's care. No. <laughs> yeah, but I don't yeah, care I, honestly, about the it. The whole time I was like, I don't care about these blue people. <laughs> this is not my avatar, et cetera, you, et cetera. You are the first person I've met who will actually admit to having seen that movie, Casey. Because like, this movie made a huge amount of money. And I That's just, true. everything I hear, I've never heard anybody who will admit to having seen it until now. Well, I I didn't have to pay for it. That was the thing. Oh. Like, it, was, it was a business expense because uh, the office got to take a trip. Like Ooh. they took an office trip to go see Avatar, and since I'm over here in Jersey, they was like, "Oh, uh, well, you can, you and your significant other can basically expense it." I was like, "All right, oh, nice. Well, yeah, nice. it's a date." Yeah, so we were like, "Yeah, we were super excited." Didn't cost me any money to see the movie, but I still wasn't like high on the experience. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either, and I'm like, I've seen the first one. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that's like, it's it's just really mediocre. <laughs> I yeah. never, I, yeah, that's everyone's experience with Avatar, and yet this. This franchise was apparently such a big deal that they carved out a chunk of Disney World to make into an Avatar World. Mm. It's like that—that's the thing. It's like it is making money. Like it just beat um, 
Top Gun this year. So it's, it's the highest grossing movie of the year. And Top Gun put itself back in theaters halfway after its run in order to get more money because it was doing so well. Avatar, in its run, has beaten that. So people are going to see it and going to watch it. But the fact that the, the reception seems so lukewarm everywhere makes me feel like, for some reason, James Cameron's marketing works. Like, if James Cameron bigs up a project and tells you, hey, go see this movie, it's going to do this, it's going to do that. Even if he's already done it with the first Avatar and folks came back underwhelmed, he can just do it again with the second one. Like, oh, well, this time it'll be great. This time it'll be the thing that you wanted it to be if you didn't like the first one. And it's just not. I'm, I'm wondering how many times I can get away with this. There's supposed to be five of these movies, right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, five. Five of them, I'm like, how's that going to... I mean, it's James Cameron, so I don't think Avatar is going to be his only legacy. But, you know, the fact that these are, like, such high-grossing and apparently well-made movies, and yet nobody, I have you met nobody, I mean, I've seen the first Avatar movie, couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about it, and <laughs> I can't, and it's it, that's repeating itself with the sequel. I don't know if that's what I would want my, like, stamp to be as a director it's like oh yeah i make those movies that with all the gorgeous special effects that nobody remembers a goddamn thing about <laughs> that man well, was, I mean, he loves to see he just loves to see it's true. he has yeah, to do he, it he spends his free time uh building submarines and building underwater cameras so to he's a, look at stuff in the water <laughs> he's a fantasy jack sparrow i guess <laughs> no he's a real jack sparrow yeah <laughs> like a real life one <clears throat> but uh, if I'm I'm gonna promote uh, Darren Mooney anytime I get an ch- opportunity to. Like he's a brilliant film and TV critic. Watch his latest in the fr- uh, in the frame. Yeah. Maybe not the latest, the one maybe before about um, James Cameron. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think he nails it perfectly, where he kind of makes the point that James Cameron does not care about like critical reception. Like he kind of just does what he wants and he truly believes in the things he wants and he just does what he likes. Like he's he's like a, a, a weird free spirit who just does the thing he likes and is somehow able to command just the largest box office returns while doing that. Because prior to Titanic, which was a box office darling as well, um, you know, he was doing action movies. And then he made this this crazy big budget a love story slash disaster movie that no one was like, what the, what, why? Like, you're the Terminator guy. Why would you do this? He was like, because I want to. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like, James Cameron's, like, contribution to, like, the film, like, the zeitgeist is, like, small but dense. So it's like, he's Aliens, he's Avatar, mm-hmm. he's Terminator. That's about it. And Titanic. And that's about it. Mm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. That that's I mean he does not but, have but like that's a all you huge, need. he's like, not Hitchcock. Mega hit after mega hit. Yeah. You know, like if every time you release a thing, it's the biggest thing in the world, you're the biggest thing in the world, honestly. Yeah. It's like it's almost like Rockstar games, right? Like they they'll take forever to get their thing out, but when that thing's out, it's breaking all the records. Yeah. By the way, apparently we are Smash Bros. I just remembered the chat told us yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, why does it say I didn't that? want like, to I interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix that, don't worry. Um, oh, I forgot about the abyss. I mean, Thank you. Yeah, but the abyss. Yeah, the abyss. Yeah, 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 the abyss. But still, he's got name. like like what ten movies to his name, including the latest Avatar film. And he has what three of the four highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah, it's just you know Is I can't him sitting I can't up there by himself. Man. I, That's yeah. crazy. I, I yeah, I think so. 
But it is fun that he tries. He's one of the people. He tries different things. I do enjoy that part. That even if it's like, yeah, it's small things, but like Titanic. Like, what's that compared to all the other ones? It's so weird that he made Titanic to me. It is. Like, it's, it's a super... It's a really big outlier, but like I, I of everything say, he's made, that might be my favorite movie. Like I think I mm-hmm. like Titanic more than I like Terminator. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's that much of an outlier because it's basically a big disaster movie with like like a, a love story trapping around it. And personally, I don't really like the love story in Titanic, but that's just me. So. I kind of I, I kind of find it really uh, really sweet that love story. And and so, I, I, I like it more I, than Avatar. I feel like it's, put it that way. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I, I feel the reverse about Titanic. Like, I feel like it's a love story with a disaster movie. Yeah, trapping. I think it's like, I think the love story is kind of like centrally placed in that mm. in that plot. But what's funny about that is to me is that like it's a it's a love story that, you know, is doomed because it's like going inevitably towards this disaster that we know must happen. Yeah, yeah. Real life wrote that plot for James Cameron, not James Cameron, <laughs> not the filmmakers or the writers of that movie. All the pathos of that movie came from a disaster that happened to real people. Romeo and Juliet on water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he, he got there first. Can't, can't fault him for that. John Lee Wami says Cameron is like the action version of Kubrick. I don't know if I see that. Yeah. Like Kubrick. Like maybe if you maybe if you look at the tech he's brought to cinema, like the mm-hmm. like James Cameron's like a really smart guy. Like he builds the machinery. Like he knows how the equipment he uses functions and mm-hmm. can like design said equipment to to function the way he wants. So like in that aspect, maybe. But like the way I don't know the way Kubrick has kind of disassembled filmmaking with the stuff he's done. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like. Cameron is a lot more formulaic in terms of like the actual plots and stories of his movies, but technology-wise, maybe I, uh, I could give you, I could get yeah. get behind that. I also can see what they mean that you know Kubrick doesn't didn't make that many movies, but the movies mm. that he did make, I mean, there's a lot of them. Like the vast majority of them are ones that people remember and you know are willing to yeah. talk about that made a big yeah, impact. I think, yeah, I think Wobbly just yeah just uh, essentially confirmed that. So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. a few movies, but a great filmmaking status. Mm. Yeah, so I got gotcha. Um, okay, but that's pretty much it for me as well. Um, I know I have um, our topics in the document in a certain order, but I'm going to skip the the second one and go to our New Year's gaming resolutions. Uh, this was a topic that we had on Breakout over on The Escapist. Um, oh, are we not going to talk about or are we just... No, we are. We're just okay. going to do that last. Okay, okay, got it. Um, so I just want to hear from you guys. Um, if you have any ambitions towards like games or media uh, that you're looking forward to in the year 2023... Um, I, I can go ahead and, and start cause I already gave this answer last time, but I kind of have a second answer. Like I, I mentioned, I wanted to, um, get back into fighting games cause with street fighter six dropping and me being mm. just very, very excited for that game. And I haven't been excited for like a 2d fighter in a long time. I want to get good at fighting games again. Like, not that I was like super good as a kid, but I used to play them a lot more, but, um, I want to, I want to take time. I want to take, um, you know, watch videos, uh, talk to other people who are like in the FGC community and just really dive in head first into 2D fighters, especially Street Fighter 6. Uh, but aside from that, I think I want to be a VR boy. Oh. <laughs> like I, I got the, the Oculus, not the Oculus, sorry, the MetaQuest 2. 
um, just before Christmas. It was my personal Christmas present to myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't played, like I've been playing this game Hubris, which is for review, but it's taken forever because uh, I, I'm getting motion sick when I play, when I play the game. And I don't know if it's me or the game at this point, because it's really the only game of its kind like that that I've played. So I still have more research to do. Uh, but other than the motion sickness, it's been kind of fun. Um, I've been playing. <clears throat> I've been playing. Um, well, I've been I've been like watching stuff in VR too. Like I've been uh, watching like uh, like movies, YouTube videos, etc. And like just getting used to like hanging out in that space. Like I've played some Beat Saber, not like a ton of it. That's really fun. Um, but yeah, like I. I want to start messing with like a bunch of different VR experiences. Like I, I'm hesitant to like download and and try out VR chat. I feel like I'm not gonna like what I see in there. Mm. <laughs> but like I don't know if I if I'm gonna be a VR boy, maybe I maybe I should just go take the full dive. May, I don't know. May I recommend Rec Room rather than VR chat? Rec Room is a little my, bit. My son plays Rec Room. Yeah. On Xbox, but not in VR or whatever. But you're a little. You're not so, as but, likely to find things that are not innocent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll keep that in mind. Because <laughs> the uh, chat talk about you being able to play Half Life, Alex. For yeah, they were saying Half-Life. that the, the quest yeah. to will function with Alex. So like, yeah, that's on the list of yeah. I'll it can because I I thought uh, oh maybe they maybe it's adapted since the quest two came out. But I thought when the I remember when the quest two came out, they were saying that it wasn't powerful enough for Alex. Yeah, like, like that's, you needed yeah, that's... you needed a, a corded VR headset. Maybe they've patched it or something. I mean, there is there is a cable like a, a it's an eighty dollar link cable that you can buy for the thing, oh. but apparently there's a twenty twenty dollar equivalent. Oh, um, so I'll someone sent me a link to that that I'll probably uh, grab and see how that yeah. works out. Because uh, you can you can even though it's a wireless headset, you can put a cable in and link it. Like I use a regular <clears throat> USB C cable to connect it to my PC when I want to do like the wired link thing, and that seems to work fine. Um, but um. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I'm worried that I might be one of those people who gets nauseous in VR. <laughs> but because I, I get car sick, I don't know if there's equivalent to that. Like if I'm reading something while in, while in the passenger seat, I get I get woozy. Like I can't really do it. So well, I am curious though. Is that a thing you can overcome? Like by sheer force of will? Like do you get used to it after a while? You, or is it just like, oh, no, you you're can. not good for this? No, you can, but it requires... But you can also, like, there's, like, weird things. I know Mythbusters did a thing. Like, if you have ginger, apparently that helps against motion sickness, which is weird. I, yeah, kind of, I think ginger, in general, just helps with queasiness. Yeah. I think that's, like, an old home remedy. Take a Dramamine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dramamine? Yeah. The <laughs> an- anti-motion sickness med. Yeah, oh, there I are remember, med I, med I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dramamine, yeah. But uh, okay. I mean, I t- to be fair, I, I get um, seasick sometimes, but not never uh-huh. when playing VR. It's only when playing a game that is first person and has like a weird field of view and Bob or something. Like I actually mm-hmm. couldn't play Power Wash Simulator because Ooh, I played yeah. it for ten minutes and got so seasick I had to lay down. I don't know what it was exactly. Sometimes when I mess with the field of view, it fixes it, but sometimes it just messes with you. But I think it's like. If I have a screen where I can see the edges that are still and the game is like bob, 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 that messes with my brain. So I think with VR, part of it is that, you know, it's like 
all around. So like, mm-hmm. it, like you are like the motion that you are in full control of. There's not like some parts of it that are still and other parts that are moving. So maybe, I don't know if that's the source of your motion sickness. Cause you mentioned reading while you're moving. So like, maybe that's your brain, yeah. like needing, like trying to reconcile like stillness, like stillness versus motion. I don't know. But just to saying that, you know, I also get, have like, something similar to motion sickness and I don't get sick in VR. So if that's any reassurance at all. Okay. No, it's yeah, a, yeah, I'm, I'm it's hoping a, like maybe it's... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a, it's a disconnect between um, vision and your inner ear. Because your inner ear is still, right? But your right. vision is telling me telling you you're moving. So that's the issue. Uh, right. And I, I, I think you can overcome it. Like. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have to really stay in it and be motion sick for a bit and like do it like like regularly to get over it so yeah, I've, I've, it, I've been taking breaks yeah it might be not be worth it to be honest like well i mean i'm trying i'm trying to do this game in particular for a review so like yeah. i i have to get through it eventually yeah. but like what i'll do is like i'll i'll play for like uh an hour and a half two hours at most and then leave it alone for like three days <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like I'll, I'll be dreading, so, uh. I'll be dreading the feeling of yeah. having to go back. So I'm like, I'll, I don't need to go back just yet. I don't need to go back just yet. So it's been t- like I started this uh, review before the holiday break, and I'm still not done. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, there's no embargo. So whenever I do get it done, then I'll, I'll write something up. Okay, well that's good. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- th- so those are my uh, goals for the upcoming year to be a VR boy. Uh, do you guys have anything um, that you're looking forward to uh, in the year or stuff that you want to get into in the year? I also wrote a resolutions article. So uh, we both did it for work already, I think, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> but mine is just that I want to try and make sure my backlog doesn't grow too much. Which basically means, uh, like, I just want to try and play more things. I mean, last year I had to do pesky things like move and get married and all that yeah, last no, that, year. So that headache. Yeah, that, all that nonsense was taking up, <laughs> taking up all my gaming time. So, but yeah, so I'm going to try this year because I, I played 70 games in total last year. Mm. So I'm going to try to at least, especially since now that I've got Game Pass, which, you know, like, like we don't Ooh, praise yeah. Game Pass enough, uh, has a lot of games that I can play without having to pay anything extra that I'm not already yeah. paying. So I would like to, at the very least, the Game Pass games. I want to try as many of those as possible. So Okay, you said you played 70 games mm-hmm. last year. Do you keep, like, a spreadsheet or use some sort of, like, tracker uh, app sp- slash website? I have a spreadsheet. It's, it's just a Google Sheet okay. spreadsheet, but it's very low, comparatively low-tech. But, yeah, I just keep track of, like, what I've played... And if I finished it, I didn't finish most games, but, you know, I didn't think that that's why I didn't do reviews of most of them. But uh-huh. I still played enough that I think that I w- was able to rank them. Sure. Yeah. You don't need to finish a thing experience for you to rank to personally rank how you feel about it, I feel like. Right. So that's one is that I want to play more games, at least on Game Pass. And two, I want to be more social, which means I'm going to try playing more multiplayer <laughs> games. <laughs> The way you said that, I want her to be more yeah. so You see the cringe in your face the moment you said that. I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna talk to people. What I what I would suggest for a resolution like that though is to not just go straight into the the sea that is the internet. Like you can probably just find like a community, like you know, some like minded individuals, and then play with people from that community, or just play with friends. Oh, I'm like, not jumping know, into Warzone. Play stuff with us. 
Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Like, I was about to say, you might as well stay away from BRs, I guess, for a while. Because, yeah, yep. the BRs are, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad out there. Somebody needs to do something about it. Yeah. But, oh, well, um, you know. well, two things to that. One is that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mean just multiplayer games, but also, like, I want to try to, like, you know, talk more to people about what i'm playing and what i'm working on and um i'd like to stream more oh, okay. that's that's another thing so yeah, i'm gonna yeah, stream, yeah, 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 yeah. stream yeah, later today sure. too and uh yeah oh yeah sea of thieves among us definitely um mm-hmm. also uh casey since you mentioned it i do have a quest and a ri- a quest two and a rift so if you have any vr games that are multiplayer that you would like to try ah, drop me a line ooh. i would be happy to be your other player nice i will i will take a mental note of that okay Stay clear. Oh, I've already done Overwatch Cold, and yeah, it's. I, I I'm not happy with Overwatch Two right now. So. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like Overwatch Two kind of landed with a thud. <laughs> like, I mean, the full game not even out yet. Like they never even released the PVE thing, and that was what I was most excited about. Yeah. Like I've done the multiplayer thing in Overwatch for years. Um. So like that. That feels just like more of the same. Mm-hmm. Like when when that PVE thing drops, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll change the. The perception around Overwatch 2, but who knows at this point? Yeah, the community in Overwatch is... I play that for a while, every off and on, but yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's another one that's rough. So, yes, those are my resolutions for this year. I mean, I have other, like, non-gaming resolutions, but no one cares about those. Yeah, keep those to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to improve All us right, a human, keep them to yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, Honey Money, Fast Axe, either of you uh, want to share what you're looking uh, to get, start doing into the gaming new year? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. I mean, I don't really have that much. I Because mm. I most of my gaming happens when I stream, because I stream so much. Um, I think what I've just really gone in, it's just like, I need to be okay with not reaching max. It's so ridiculous. I need to be okay with be, not reaching max rank in DVD as a killer. I just, I need to be okay. Yeah, because it gives me so much anxiety because they made it harder. Both me and Jesse are, have been struggling because they made something hard. They haven't said anything. We haven't seen anything in the patches or anything, but it is more but difficult. it's just harder yeah. now for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it is noticeable. So I just huh. need to be okay with that because I uh, it's, it's not fun. It's Because before it was work, it was effort. But now it's, it's just like, oh, my, my, I may not do this. Like, it's, it's you're just like stomping and saying, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So I think that... Um, and I'm starting Masochist Monday, Mondays on well, tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, which means I'm going to play games because I'm very picky with games. Most, both because I'm a picky person when it comes to games, I guess. But also because I'm not that rich. So I can't just buy a million games. Um, but, so I'm going to try, I'm asking, I'm going to try games that I would never try otherwise. Because I, I do pretty short streams on Mondays because then I raid Jesse. Um, so I'm going to start with okay. Hollow Knight. Okay. So we'll, I, I'm platformers in me just like, I, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it. No. So you're not a fan of platformers? No. Are, are you a fan of Metroidvanias? No. No? Are you a fan of uh, like... 2D action games like act like action beat 'em ups. Not really. I, I like me. I don't have anything <laughs> against those, but I'm not really uh-huh. like seeking them out. It's just not yeah, not something that you spend. A lot yeah, of time, I guess. 
So we'll see. Maybe I love it. Who knows? But Maybe, at the yeah, same I, time, I'm, I'm very curious to see how how you take to that game because I fucking love Hollow Knight. <laughs> I know everyone loves it. I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I feel bad, right? I don't get it. It's just like, uh, at the same time, it's okay. like I don't get why people love COD or stuff like that either. So, call it. Well, you're you're a shooter fan, like you like Rogue Company, like. Uh, the, the feeling you get when now. you like headshot somebody, you get a, a double kill, triple kill. It's just a different way to to get that same feeling. Yeah, I feel like that should be pretty translatable. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. okay. Uh, Fast Axe, how about you? What do you got coming up this year that you're trying to get into? Well, like Rachel said, I'll leave the personal stuff alone because <laughs> 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 I, I do a lot of stuff offline. But um, when it comes to gaming. I definitely want to try to stream like I used to, but obviously with everything I got going on um, business-wise, it's kind of, it's a little rough. But mm. you know, while I was off for two weeks, I bet <laughs> that controller was in my hand though, so <laughs> I definitely took advantage of that. Um, I definitely can't wait for Diablo because I actually have um, Diablo. I haven't played it in a while. I started it, but I was like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna wait for the other one to come out. And then when I've seen Diablo, what is it, six? Or oh, whichever number it is. But four, yeah. Four. four. But um, when I played Diablo three on the Xbox, I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. Dungeon crawler, like, because it's been a long time since I played games like that. And I'm like, yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely can't wait for Diablo to drop. I'm going to play a lot of that when it does come okay. out to add it to the list. Um, Obviously. You're planning to, like, uh, to stream it when, when it does drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to add it with Mario Kart and um, Fantasy Star because all the other MMOs like uh, Black Desert. I mean, and I don't really play New, uh, New World because my PC, the only thing I play on PC is League. That's another thing. I would like to get um, get a little higher in League. I do play League of Legends okay. every once in a while. Um, so, but I would definitely want to try to dip into streaming a bit more like i used to but yeah those definitely diablo is one and i think that's the only one i'm looking forward to everything else i kind of add to the collection um some of y'all don't know i'm an avid um video game collector so i'll just buy games a lot of the nis games a lot of the xseed games a lot of the mature games that only come out like very little of mm -hmm. um uh, key fire emblem is an exception um I will be getting engaged, engaged. So, you know, stay plastic. <laughs> right, we're like, congratulations! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, we, I could only hope one day. <laughs> but um, but that game looks. I've always collected all the other Fire Emblems all the way back mm -hmm. to. Was I think uh, the Wii version? Oh, I sold that one, but I like to collect the Fire Path Emblem. Of Radiance was the Radiant one. Radiant Path, Dawn. Radiant, Radiant Dawn. Dawn. Path, Path of Radiance yeah. was GameCube. Yeah. GameCube. Okay. Yeah, and that in itself was worth a lot of money when I sold it out of my collection. So nice. But I do definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I yeah. I think that's the only one. Because shooters, I, I play BRs every once in a blue moon. Um, mm -hmm. 
But it's like anything else, it gets repetitive. It doesn't matter what VR you play, it's all the same. Everybody's going to have a pretty short loop in the Battle Royale genre, I guess. Yeah. Everybody has a measuring stick, I guess, for themselves or however they feel. But, you know, I just like the MMOs. And just like um, when it comes to being social in MMOs, that to me is a big thing for me. You know, you could all you could always find somebody in an MMO somewhere to, you know, and people just jump in and play, you know, run around, kill, kill big bosses, level up. Nothing stressful about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how the world should be. Team yeah. up and kill big bosses. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, okay. Nice. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our resolution conversation. Uh, so now we'll get into um, our final topic. Uh, which was spawned from uh, this uh, this interview with uh, Craig Mazin, who's uh, one of the producers of the Last of Us HBO series, um, where he essentially uh, claims that Naughty Dog's The Last of Us is the <laughs> open and shut. He says is the greatest story in video games, um, and that kind of got a lot of pushback from people online because a bunch of folks was like, that's not true. That doesn't track with me, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, I felt the same. I'm like, I like I like The Last of Us 1 story. I've not played the second one yet. I just bought it. I'll get to that. Who knows? Who knows when? <laughs> but uh, I do like that story. I think the story is the strongest part of that game. I think it's more story than game, which is why I think this uh, adaptation is probably going to do pretty well. Um but would I call it the best story in video games? That got me thinking, uh, and I, I have a couple of options that I think could maybe rival it in terms of like video game stories. But I'm curious um, what comes to mind for you guys when you think of like, oh, that was a great video game story. Like, is, is there anything that you just immediately was like, no, that's wrong. This is what the greatest video story of video games is. Well, I'm not saying it is the greatest, but I will say uh-huh. Last of Us isn't even my favorite zombie dad and daughter uh story game that came out in the 2010s wow that's the last of us uh, that's sorry that's the walking dead yeah which came out like one year before the last of us but that's that is a, a series though it is but i mean if we're talking series if we're talking story well i mean it's a series <laughs> i'm talking about well i mean the game Oh, sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, with uh yeah, okay, with so Lee and about... Clementine. Like Right, okay. They they are my Yeah, so Yeah, I didn't realize that came out the same year, actually. Well technically <laughs> it came out technically it started coming out in 2012 words words I, I hold on, I need my juice. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that started coming out in twenty 20- 12 and then i think the last couple episodes came out in 2013 so around like the same sort of maybe right. same in fiscal year period sure okay that makes sense so so okay the the last of us uh actually not the last of us i, I just did what you did was there a subtitle to the to the telltale game no, no, what it was Telltale's The Walking Dead. Yeah, Telltale's like, that, The Walking like, Dead. That's what it was. Okay, that's how yeah. they named it. Or The Walking Dead, the a Telltale series, got. something like that. Yeah, I think after that they started adding like uh, subtitles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <clears throat> so that that's your your one big pick, or no, no, no. You have others. I, I'm just saying, like that's not like The Last of Us wasn't even my favorite in this very narrow like 
daddy daughter yeah, I- zombie apocalypse came out in the 2010s like the last of yeah. us doesn't even win in that category for me mm, but yeah. like so i don't really I'm, I'm not saying that's my favorite i'm just saying that's my like that that's my contribution to to like the last of us is the greatest video game story ever told right yeah and i think that was the main pushback was that it it sort of spoke to the ignorance of the person talking in regards to just like video game narrative in general he's promoting a show it's okay yeah i mean of course yeah so like i'm no no shade to him like but it, it is coming from a place of you know he has a vested interest in the thing he's talking about yeah and also he's probably ignorant to the you know the breadth of stories in video games but of course if you're making if you're adapting this video game story you're gonna go and tell people this is the best one to do i mean until the next one comes around then that's gonna be the best one to do right well what gets me is that he says um that he mentions like one paragraph like a couple paragraphs after that he said uh that they neil and i always need to ask why are we only doing what's in the game what can we do to expand it's like okay so it's the greatest story told in video games but you need to embellish and add more to it and change it yeah so <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> not saying both can't be true but it does puncture the hyperbole a little bit yeah mm. good point i mean it's it's kind of a backhanded com- uh a backhanded compliment to video games in general like i think that's what a lot of online uh people felt because it's like oh it's the greatest story in video games and it's like well the like it's not a video game as story like that. Like a lot of Sony's games, the story in their games very much just model after Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cinematic because it's using tropes and shots and techniques from movies. So, like, what what's a video game story that very much can only exist in the video game medium? but also tells you like a good compelling story using that medium. Like I think those sorts of stories rank a lot higher in my opinion than the last of us, which I honestly do think is a good story. Like I I like the story in the last of us, but like we're going to talk about video game stories. I want to talk about stories that can really only be done in video games. I have one. Uh, Okay. What you got? I'll just keep it brief because I I don't want to steal any more air from honey money and fat stacks, but Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, it's okay. Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock mm. is high on my list yeah. in terms of that. Because that, yeah. that cannot be told in any other medium besides a video exactly. game. Exactly. Because, I mean, I'm not just talking about the twist. I'm talking about, like, you need that perspective of seeing Rapture for the first time. Like, I, I don't care what, like, um, like cinematic angle you choose to, like, show this great underwater city. It's not going to capture, like, the feeling of actually, like, descending into the depths of the ocean and suddenly there's this big city in front of you. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it, even just from that first moment, Bioshock is not a story that can be told any in any other medium. It has to be in a video game. Right. And, um, like, that Bioshock was, like, probably one of the first things that came to mind. And, like, not even just the first Bioshock. Like, I did not play Bioshock 2, <laughs> But uh, Bioshock Infinite, I think, is also kind of as a companion piece to the first game. Like, that, the way that those stories kind of loop back around to each other. Like, I love the narrative in that. And, like, it only works because of what happened in the first game. Like, it, like a, movie, a movie can't do that. A movie can't capture that sort of feeling. 
Like, like when when you go in when you go to the movies and you see like a part one of something, you come back and you see part two. Let's let's take Avengers for example. Like, yeah, you have all this preconceived knowledge of of um, events that happened, but video games have that added element of you causing those events. So the fact that you were the one who did this thing kind of matters in a different way in a sequel when you're faced with a similar situation, like that sort of uh, deja vu that occurs. Like, you can't get that in movies, I feel like. Not in the same way, at least. But, um, but yeah, sorry, I feel like we're kind of off the conversation. Uh, Honey Money, uh, Fast Axe, do you, you guys have any examples that, you, uh, that come to mind for you when you think of, like, a, this is a great video game story? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, since I just finished <laughs> Red Dead 2, I haven't played one. I, I, that's great. Because it's such it's such a long journey as well, so it and it would the thing is it would work as a show really well yeah, I, I believe, it um, it, it's just I loved it I just loved it I was so into it and because you actually I hate Micah so much which is re- a really good telling of how good the writing <laughs> is for Micah he's a total fucking douche, and Arthur I love him so much and he's not a good man he is not mm-hmm. a good man. And Dutch just like starts out as this charismatic leader, and then he descends into madness. It's just like I, it's, I think it only works as well as a game because it's such a long journey through it. Because it it just builds and builds and builds, and you see these characters change and things happen. Um, I do think they the ending they did Arthur dirty, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I really like that. I really like that story. I, re- I think Arthur is just... No, that's but, a good pick. Yeah, but Arthur, I just like... I p- tend to like characters. That's what I... It's not necessarily a story for me. It's just like, this character seems like an actual person to me. And I I always like stick with that as, oh, this writing is great for this whole character. I mm-hmm. believe that this person could exist. And I feel that with The Last of Us, I think... I feel that for Joel. What they do with Ellie in The Last of Us 2, I do not like... Mm. I prefer Abby. You have the thing, you know, that's also a thing. But I think Joel's really well written overall. The story, eh, I'm not that big on it. Like, it's it's fine, but it's not the greatest. I don't, I, yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah. Like, like part of what I like so much about The Last of Us story is, again, the sort of thing that's coached in the fact that it's a video game. Because the way that game ends um, is you are kind of you become kind of an unwilling participant in something that the character decides to do, mm-hmm. and and it's it's there's no real equivalent to that because even if you're watching a character on screen and you're making them make and you're have you're seeing them make decisions that you don't like, you can then start to be like, oh, this isn't. For example, um, Arthur, not not Arthur, <laughs> uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad, like. You're rooting for him in the beginning, but then as he kind of descends more and more into, you know, the criminal he kind of really is underneath, you start to be like, oh, Arthur, like, I keep doing the same thing. Walter is kind of not, Walter is not a character or a man that I, I, I like or associate or appreciate or, you know what I mean? Like, you start to disassociate. But in video games, like, that's still you in a way like even if it's a, ca- a named yeah. character who has their own arc it's you who are controlling them so you're jumping into those shoes 
So it's this weird sort of disassociation of, I get why he's doing this because I know this character so well. I've been watching his journey, but I don't agree with him. But I'm, I'm doing it as him. Yeah. Like it, like I don't get how you recreate that feeling in a TV show. Like all the other story beats, of course, will be fine and we'll get their point across. But the way that story ends, I think it's going to actually lose something that makes it special because it's now outside of the video game medium. Yeah, actually, it's a it's the Bioshock thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Fast Axe, did you have any picks yourself for, like, best game? Me, personally, I play... <laughs> One thing that sucks is I play a lot of RPGs. So, you know, when it comes to single-player games, I've seen people play. I mean, like, Bioshock was one that looked interesting to me. Like, I had it, just never played it. Um, but when it comes to, like, I was, like, we were talking about, like, I was talking about, like, Resident Evil. But, like, if we're talking about just, like, video game itself, when it comes to something like that, I'm a, I'm a little biased when it comes to Final Fantasy. And when I look at Final Fantasy VII, yeah. the story in Final Fantasy VII, to me... You know, and especially I will always say the saddest scene ever in any video game with Sephiroth and Aerith that there, if you didn't cry or you were about to shed a tear and <laughs> you know, that to me when it comes to when we're talking about stuff like that, you know, the whole storyline in Final Fantasy Seven for me, you know, is 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 up there for me personally. You know, playing a lot of RPGs. Um, you know, and like I said, a little bit of story games here and there, but I've always just been intrigued with just that, that story in Final Fantasy VII. It's always stuck with me. Like, that's the one game, okay. you know, for me yeah, personally. I, I am very intrigued by the plot of Final Fantasy VII. Like, I know all those big events because, like, they've been spoiled for me over the past couple of years, yeah. but I don't actually know what is happening <laughs> in that game. In that game story, but I'm I'm very curious. Like I, if like it, it very much looks like there's a lot of anime tropes. Yes, that I've seen elsewhere in in that plot, but I just, I just don't know where they end and start and begin or whatever. Um, so I don't know. At some point, maybe I'll I'll do some sort of like internet deep dive and just have the story told to me because I'm not playing the old games. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> when it when it comes I'm to the, it. when it comes to the story, like for me. If you take out all, like, obviously the summons and all that, but if you're just looking at the way how the their world was changing with the meteor coming and everything, mm-hmm. um, with Sephiroth and all that, it's just, there's just certain cut scenes that are just unforgettable in that game as the story is being told with the characters themselves. So, and that's kind of like what pulls me in personally is the characters mm-hmm. and the development in Final Fantasy VII of each character as you go through the story and just the major events that happen in there. You're like, you just, your job is like, Oh crap. Now, of course this, you know, way back when, when, you know, um, Final Fantasy was like, just, it was a starter for when it came to cinema. So like you actually watching, you know, the, these clips and it's yeah. like, man, like real oh, yeah. CG cutscenes in there. Like, no one else was really doing that at the time. So, but again, that that but that was kind of like on par with 
copying like movies and TV. Like they're like, oh, we can make games a lot closer to this this other medium that gets a lot more respect than we do. Like, like, I, like some of like some of the stuff that comes to mind for me that I feel are like video game stories. If you did just pull them out of the game, I I wonder if they'd actually be decent stories. Like, uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Like that story isn't that like exciting or amazing, but because it's a video game and the mechanics that they use to tell that story makes you feel the events of that story in a very real way that a movie could never copy. And I, I don't necessarily want to spoil it, but like, have it, you guys have played that game, right? Have any of you guys played Brothers: Tales of Sons? So you know what I'm talking about, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Like that, the end where. You feel <laughs> like what the game wants you to feel. Yeah. Like in a very physical, visceral way. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was brilliant. And it, it's the it's the participation. Yeah. It's like you're not just watching the story unfold. You're 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 making it. You're making it happen. Exactly. Um, and uh, another one is Outer Wilds, where oh, yeah, the story yeah. is kind of yours to piece together. Oh. Like it, it doesn't happen in like a very linear way. Like, there's a linear story in that world, but you find it out in bits and pieces yourself. And then the way you interact with it and the world, um, like, you, you're, you're at the same time learning a story about um, the uh, solar system that you're exploring as it was and then as it is, like, simultaneously. So, like, wherever those two lines of stories, like, intersect and connect, like, it's up to you. But at the end of the journey, like you reach the same place as anyone else who finishes that game, and that's amazing. Like uh, Netflix just did uh, just released this uh, series Kaleidoscope that they say you can watch in any order, and that's supposed to be like a cool, quirky, you know, TV experiment, uh, which I've not checked out yet. Uh, I don't know if it's really good or not yet. But like that's interesting, right? A story that you can just tell in any order you want. Out of Wilds did that, however many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Actually, I just thought of something. Knights of the Old Republic. Ah, okay. Another game that couldn't be story that couldn't be told in any other medium. Yeah, is it because because uh, I've never finished that game? I, I did like it when I was playing it forever ago. Mm-hmm. But is it because of the branching narrative? Yeah, that it couldn't be told. Yeah, it's okay. like it's it's about like giving you the options to pursue the you know the the sort of like outcome that you want. That is. I mean, it's a, it's that's not unique to Kotor, I will say, but it mm-hmm. is, um, you know, a, you know, something in game that can't be rep- replicated. Oh my God, what is the matter with my brain this morning? It is something in game that cannot be replicated in a two D in a static medium like TV or movies. Gotcha. We're with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deves in chat says, uh, "I disagree on Kotor." I'd be interested you need to, to hear. elaborate. Yeah, like let us know well, why you disagree. Although, uh-huh. I was just going to say, with regards to the game that I consider the best story, since we're on the topic of Bioware, I'm going to put my vote in for Mass Effect. Yeah. Mass Effect is a really Mass good story. I've heard yeah. about that one, too. It is really good. Then Aren't they coming out with a show with that thing? Yeah. They're, supposed they're, to be they're coming a, out with a show with Mass Effect, if I'm not mistaken. Amazon is doing um, an Amazon series. Uh, Amazon is doing a Mass Effect series. And supposedly, I think the, the folks who worked on The Expanse are supposed to be Ooh. working on Mass Effect, which gives me a lot of confidence because I love The Expanse. <laughs> the Expanse is a great sci-fi series. 
But yeah, I, I thought I saw something by the books. I thought I saw something a little while back about them coming out with some kind of movie series or something like that with Mass Effect. Uh, okay, so Deebs in chat says, I mean, they'd have to decide on a canon path for your character to follow, but aside from the moral choices, there isn't really anything about the storytelling that wouldn't work without the gameplay mechanics. I disagree with that, but I don't want this to turn into a KOTOR debate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think the worst thing that the right that the follow-ups to that story did was choose a canon path, because that happened in... Uh, in the sequel. In well, yeah, in the sequel, technically not in the sequel, but they it kind of happened in the older public, the MMO. They they, they uh, brought okay. back Revan in that one, and they kind of chose a Revan, and they chose a um an exile from Kotor two, and I didn't I didn't like the way they handled that story at all. But mm. you know that could be childhood nostalgia talking too. <laughs> That's always a possibility. Yeah. Uh, what what would be your take on uh? Like those sort of choose-your-own-adventure TV series, like Bandersnatch and uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt finale, like where you can actually end up in different places mm. uh, in the series that you watch, based on them just shooting every possible <laughs> outcome for when you get the choice. Why didn't you make a video game? That's my take on it. Ah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like well, we <laughs> that's well. A good point. The, you know, again, I don't want to take so much of the air up here. All I'm gonna say is. I, I realize that Craig is is promoting his series, so of course he's going to be like, great story and game, blah, 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 blah. But I hate this whole like general attitude of like, oh, this was such a great story in a video game. Let's elevate it to like a yeah. medium where it can be properly mm -hmm. appreciated. Yeah, you know, it's like, I, like they did this I, with I Halo as well. They're like, oh, you know, what lovely material in a game. Let's take it to a real entertainment medium. It's like, yeah. I really don't think that's the way it's meant to be you know in a way I, I don't think that's necessarily the way it's intended but that's the attitude that they're coming at us no that's with. very much the attitude yeah mm -hmm. yeah and that's how mario brothers like, was trash yeah and they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's so fucking it's so pretentious i mean especially yeah, like it doesn't even see like you like you said like i don't think it's intentional and it's weird because it's also on the video game side too like it's also the game makers who somehow feel like they're they've made it because now their thing is going to become yeah. another thing as if yeah. the game wasn't the thing that got all the love and reverence and appreciation in the first place yeah and uh, just because i i don't want to sound like i'm down on the last of us the last of mm -hmm. us was a lovely game i liked it i thought it was yeah. great i mean do i think it's the greatest game ever no but i really Same. love the last of us and i think it's and i love the last of us too i just played part one last year um the the, the re the re remake re remember but yeah i played that great game i love it I don't think it's going to be improved by being a movie, by being a show. I think the best the show is going to be able to do is The Last of Us plus some extra material. Like, that's it. It can only mm -hmm. be as good as the game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a fair critique. Isn't that? Because it feels like every time the Game Awards and stuff run around, and people are like, oh, is this the Oscars now? And people, like, fans of games sadly have that view as well. Like, mm -hmm. we... We've, gamers feel like we're outside of mainstream because we're gamers uh, but then when Hollywood we're like oh cool that's gonna be a show and then stuff <laughs> about the show comes out and we're like no I don't like it it should be like this <laughs> and it's like you, you can't please anyone but 
like they're changing how the spores are gonna spread like from the original and stuff like that so people are upset about that and it's like it's just a technical thing like they can't have it i think as far as they've explained it but i think games are still doing that a lot of time and i feel creators we all have that kind of oh you made it to hollywood we're an actual thing now because it's more attention more money bigger Mm -hmm. things and then we have the indies we're like oh yeah but i'm i only play indie games you have those people too and we're all kind of mixed together people being just okay and like okay i'm gonna wait and see what happens on the internet there's not that many yeah, people it's not, it's no not it's not <laughs> it just doesn't happen so it just feels like no one can win but yeah coming out and just say this is gonna be the greatest thing ever it's like calm down like just <laughs> chill out a bit like because it's basically telling gamers that hey hollywood is we're better than you this show is going to yeah. be better than your game. And it's like, show some respect to what you're taking from, please. And to all the people that love it. Like, you're, you're making a show of it because so many people like the game. It wouldn't have been a show otherwise. So show some respect. And I think that's what people... People are just so upset about that. And I get it. But at this point, it also feels like people... As soon as they say anything now, they're just like biting on it like ah no i hate this i hate you i don't like this this is gonna be trash and it's like okay yeah you may not like but wait and see like it needs to be yeah. on both sides yeah like, i feel like for the most part uh people have been mostly positive about uh the last of us as uh, t- the last of us is tv adaptation mm-hmm. that like because it, it looks pretty decent it's it's really like just these statements from uh the people behind it like there was the stuff about uh bella ramsey being told not to play the game uh so that she could get kind of her own take on the the character she played it come on well she said apparently she said that she she snuck and watched some footage so i don't know (laughs) if she did actually play it or not good for her but i I don't understand (laughs) how how you do you not get into character without seeing like seeing like, the source. Yeah, material. like like but that's not giving any kind of authentication to what you're taking to make into a movie. Um because Well, well I mean, cuz yeah, like that those and this this kind of goes back to that statement that um Quentin Tarantino made where he was saying like, "Oh, like all movies now are like based in IP, so like the star is Captain America. In this case, it's like Joel and Ellie versus who the actual movie star is that are coming to see." It's like, "All right, if she's an actress, she shouldn't be influenced by this performance. She should read the lines and of what the who and what the character is, and then you know bring her own take to that. Which I kind of understand, like as if you're an actor and that's your medium, like that's the job you've been hired to do. But this is an adaptation, right? Yeah. So like there is there is weight and merit to seeing what that character was because that's the source material, right? Like yeah. that's what. It's being adapted. So yeah. I don't know. I can kind of see it in both ways. And they, and they chose one. And Bella Ramsey sort of chose the other, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll see. Like, we'll, we'll see. But then I again, think my opinion like, is... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Henry Cavill's obviously played the Witcher games. That's why he's doing a Doug Cockle as Geralt impression. <laughs> yeah. And did people like that? That's a good Apparently, example. Yeah. Like, the fans really were into that. But, like, I don't know. If he, if he had chose to not do that... Would it have been a better show? 
who who knows like who's like the fans of the witcher games probably would be like no he's not the witcher i know but then like randos who just stumbled across it on netflix would probably be like they can't tell the difference <laughs> so i don't i don't see <laughs> it's kind of a a non issue but of course everything's going to be an issue like what bella ramsey uh she's a great actress like we've seen we were aware of that we've seen her in game yeah. of thrones like she's fantastic so I don't doubt that she will be able to do whatever is needed of her in that role. The question is, what's going to be needed of her, right? Like, how do they tell this story? I also just right. think it's very restricted. Like, shouldn't they be able to trust in the actor they chose, even if they've seen the uh, original work, to be able to make it their own? Isn't that also something we have to mm -hmm. trust the actor to do? Instead of, no, you can't watch it. It's like, but but she's a person. Like she can adapt. That's if she's a good act. I she is a good actress. She can probably make it her own. And it would be for me. It's more interesting to see what what she picked instead of like she knows nothing about this. It's like yeah, we can tell because it tends to be that way. It's just like yeah, we can tell you didn't read this or you know someone told you to do this. And it because it can be stiff and stuff like that. Just trust her to be able to do her work. You chose her. You hired her just trust her but it just like no you have to do this you have to it's it just it's a bit much to be like no you just can't it's fine if the actor doesn't want to that's up to them but if they want to just let them what's the issue i don't get it i think yeah, my, I, agree. I think my opinion when it comes to like movies nowadays with hollywood and all that originality they're trying to pull sources now from other places because original writing is kind of eh. so. Well, it just, you just can't sell it really. Yeah, like, so like, if if it doesn't have name recognition, it can't. It doesn't grab so, people's attention. But now, if you're pulling movies from comics, video games, people that are have been invested in these for years, they're gonna want to see the authenticity of what you've read over the years to be on screen, not to be altered. Yes, you might change it a little bit here and there, but like you guys said earlier, a lot of people get mad because you've seen it in a manga or, or comic or something like that or in a game, and you're like, "Well, this is not what I said." Halo is a. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, huh? Like, okay, whatever. But you know, people want to see true adaptations, and that, like I said, the same can be saying for for anime. You know, when you read the manga and you see the anime. You want to see definite correlations between the two, or something very close, or is you gonna have a lot of people yeah. upset? You know, yeah, you always you always hear that. You know, all the time. It's like Sonic. Oh, oh, this was the manga's better. The manga's better. It's like when mm -hmm. Sonic came out and they trashed the the, <laughs> the design of Sonic. They changed that real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. real quick. So it just goes to show you, like you just don't want to steer too far off or else you, you go make yeah, you, you, you'll anger yeah. the, the core audience yeah so sense. but you know it's um i personally would rather see some something more closer to what because you're pulling the source material you know what i mean so if you're pulling it from the source why not keep it close why change it why alter it you know if people Wait, are already your blood origin you know <laughs> so if people weren't happy with that, apparently. Well, <laughs> apparently it's terrible. So. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, same. 
So, but um, okay. Does that wrap things up for our talk on the greatest video game stories ever told? Can Rachel. I? I just want to say one thing because I feel like we've been trashing mm-hmm. the like the showmakers. Like, I do think they did one thing that was a little cool and subversive using the source material. They cast mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal as Joel. Like, they could have cast anyone as Joel because Joel is a very generic looking person. So it didn't need yeah. to be yeah. like. Finding someone who looks like him was not the issue. But I think if the show follows the game, that's going to be them playing like the mother of all pranks on the viewers. Because you see Pedro Pascal, you think ultimate dad from Mandalorian, ultimate adoptive dad. That's what he's doing. He's being like the version of Joel that fans have come up with in their heads of like like the, the ultimate dad kind of character. And then the end comes where he does one of the he does the thing. That is like mm-hmm. the, he does the terrible thing, and it's like suddenly you realize, oh yeah, this guy isn't a good person. I think <laughs> that's going to be like the ultimate prank that they're going to play on the audience because people are going to go into it thinking, oh yeah, we're going to have the Mandalorian and a zombie apocalypse. No, that's not how this story is going to go. Yeah, so, that, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. So I want to do just give a little praise to the filmmakers, just because I, I don't want to be completely unfair, just because the showrunner said something kind of dumb i don't want to be, be like i don't want to just like crap on the show entirely because i think there yeah, is like, potential no, it, it, yeah, yeah I gotta wait and see. it looks good like yeah. like like we were saying from the beginning like that the game story is actually really good and it always seemed like it would be a uh, a good translation into the tv medium <laughs> um it's, it's just the, the weird lack of respect for <laughs> yeah. the original medium yeah that we always tend to get when stuff goes to tv absolutely um yeah. But, um, but thanks, everybody, for joining me. Uh, this was a fun conversation. Rachel, what do you have coming up this week where folks can check you out? Uh, well, I'm going to be doing my usual stuff where I'm uh, talking about camera focus, please, um, where I'm doing <laughs> my Perry Mason and Golden Girls blogs as usual because I, you know, I took a break over the holidays. I know you guys are just dying to have me bring that back. And I'm also going to be streaming a lot more. I'm starting tonight. I'm going to be streaming uh, an indie adventure game called The Game Maker. And... Uh, yeah, because I'm going to be like I, I've committed now. I've made a resolution. I'm going to get back into streaming a lot more often. So I'm going to make it happen, and I'm also going to be yes. putting out more midweek uh, stuff. I'm trying to find an alternate social media for those who don't want to be on Twitter, but for the moment, everything is still going through Twitter. So it's just at Rachel Kaiser, just my name up there. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. Everything goes through Twitter, but I'm probably going to try to find like maybe Facebook. I don't know exactly yet, but I'll I'll post it somewhere if I you know find like an alternate. Uh, social media that people want to use there's no unproblematic ones though that's the problem uh, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> they're all in the same boat the problem. to start my like, own darn it <laughs> to more people yeah but yeah so that's uh, me uh, uh honey money where can yeah. folks find you and what are you be doing uh i'll just be streaming monday through friday try to stream if nothing like if life doesn't happen like masochist monday starts tomorrow hollow night i'm a bit like <laughs> I hope I like it, but I don't. I don't think I will like it. Um, but it's just uh, twitch.tv slash honeymoney with two underscores because honeymoney was taken. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's it. Thank you so much. And the fast acts. Uh, where can people find you? And what will you be up to this week? Well, hopefully sometime later on today, I'll be able to get into New Genesis, and then I have a Mario Kart tournament next Saturday, so I'll be doing Mario Kart, practicing a little bit all um all next week and you can find me in all the socials at the fat stacks as you can see 
down at the bottom down there under my name, um, all the socials and whatnot. Um, and if you're into anime, um, I am an anime store owner. So if you're interested into some anime merchandise, it's www.thefatstacks.com. So if anything you're trying to find anime, usually I can find it. I, I got to check your store because I, I want a replica of the AE86 uh, Honda Oh, I saw <laughs> I do not have initial D. I do not have that yet. You don't have it. But okay. I can tell you this, I am looking into getting the model kits for the initial D cars, all of them. So I just uh, have not got into them yet, but I just okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. I, I, I it's want, on the list. I want, I want that car to sit somewhere back here behind me. So I will, I will, I will be checking your store for that. Um and as for me, uh you can find me at Sigma Gears 9 on Twitch and Twitter. Um I just wrote an article on the Escapist site about five non-adult, non-anime cartoons that you can watch. They are kid-friendly, but they're not kid-exclusive. Like, they are fantastic shows. Definitely go check them out. They're all on Netflix. Uh, find that article um, and, and and read through it. I, th- I think uh, they're pretty, pretty decent recommendations for some really good shows. Um, I also have uh, a review that should be dropping within the week. Um, not not the VR one. I don't know when that's going to drop. I'm not <laughs> play that game. But um, I should have another review dropping uh, soonish. So keep an eye out for that. Um, later today on the Open Party channel, Super Smash Sunday uh, is back. Uh, Jeff will be joining me as usual at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be playing uh, 1v1s with the community. So come through, hang out, or just watch some high-level Smash play if you like. It's always a fun time. Always fun conversation over there. Um, and that's pretty much going to do it for today's Sigma show. Thanks to my three guests. Thanks, Honey Money, for making your first appearance. Um, it will not be the last. I'll have oh, her uh, join us again in the future whenever she's free. Um, happy holidays, yeah, everybody. Happy yeah. New yeah, Year happy and all holidays. that good stuff. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, happy New Year and all that. Blessing to everybody and their families, you know. Bye. 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 Bye.